Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Experience. Experience in Christ. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you for turning in once again. This is Freedom Experience Ministry and I am Pastor Dennis Matovo. I thank the Lord that he gives us the grace to always come back with wonderful teachings. And I know that uh, we are communing in this word of life. We thank the Lord for enabling us and for giving us this grace. See that we always come back here to minister to you. Those that are following us on the radio, Freedom Experience Radio, God bless you. Those that are visiting our website on www.freedomexperienceministry.org. Thank you so much for turning in and always following. And those that are finding us on other platforms like social media or podcast yes i know that you are also catching up if you have been missing our teachings just know that we have uh, kept them for you on our website you just visit our website then you enjoy the wonderful word of life in jesus mighty name we are going into the word of his life even this even today in jesus mighty name and we want to talk about uh another one which is important for believers to know you see god has called us to prepare the body of christ for his coming as we dispense the unsearchable riches of christ unto the people of god and the believers that they may see this light than this light which is in the word of god that their eyes may be enlightened to see the depth of the scriptures for their enjoyment for their growth so that they become mature. We want every believer to become mature in the Lord until we are all fully grown into the perfect man. Remember, Christ is coming for us. He's coming for the church which is perfect, which is um, fully grown as we are the bride. We are supposed to be prepared for the bridegroom. So into the scriptures, there are many building materials that will always build us as the church of God so that we are we come to the stature that is pleasing to the Lord. Hallelujah. So, even today, let us go to this one, which is called the believer's second garment. The, the believer's second garment. Now, that means that the believer has got the first garment, and uh, we shall see that. But we have come to see what is the second garment that the Bible mentions. And we shall, we shall right away start with the, a, a parable of Jesus concerning the marriage that he was telling us in Matthew 
chapter 22 verses 11 the bible says in chapter 22 of matthew that and jesus answered answered and spake unto them again by parables and said the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king king which made a marriage for his son he says a king made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding and they would not come they refused to come so bible says in verse 4 and again he sent forth other servants saying tell them which are bidden behold i have prepared my dinner my oxen my fatlings are killed and all kings and uh, all things are ready come unto the marriage so he sends for the second sending but they made light of it and went their ways one to his farm another to his merchandise now as though that we are uh, supposed to be on this function they ignored the, the invitation and they went into their local business that fulfilled their desires so the bible says in verses um verses 5 verses 6 and the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully um and slew them and when the king had thereof he was wroth and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city and verse 8 says that and then said to he to his servants the wedding is ready but they which were bidden uh, were not worthy you see he cannot cancel his wedding he says the wedding is ready but those that were supposed to be on the wedding uh, they are not worthy so he changes the mind the plan and tells them in verses 10 so those servants went out okay verses 9 says that go ye therefore into the highways and as many as you shall find bid to the marriage so those servants went out into the highways and gathered together those gathered together all as many as they found both bad and good and the wedding was furnished with guests now verse 11 says that and when the king came in to see the guests he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment of all the people that came the king not says one who has come to the marriage but is not putting on the garment that qualifies him to be on this marriage so 12 says that and says unto him friend how comest thou in hither in not having a wedding garment and he was speechless he says how did you come here without a, a wedding garment then said the king to the servants bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into the outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth and for many are called but few are chosen now we have we have got to enjoy this wonderful uh, story but we are going to be focusing on the second garment the garment which is uh, called as the, the, the second garment now we see that according to verse 11 it says us that but when the king came in and beheld those reclining at the table he saw there a man not clothed in the marriage garment now the man without 
a marriage garment must surely have been saved. A saved one is born again. He is born again. He qualifies to, to, to come to the invitation because he is called. But the question is that how could anyone answer God's calling yet not be saved? Now that if a, a non-believer cannot come to the marriage because he is not saved, so meaning that those that came on the marriage in the first step, they have got to be believers that are called. They are worthy of the coming to come. But the, 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 uh, the, the challenge is that they are supposed to put on garments. So as long as we have answered God's calling, that is, having been saved, you're born again. When you come to verses 14, um, it's, it has told us that for many are called, but a few are chosen. Now, the Lord Jesus speaks of many being called. And when we come to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1, we see that Paul points out that we have been saved and we are called the called ones. The Bible says, I'll read for you uh, in case you don't have a Bible with you. The Bible says in uh, Ephesians 4, 1, says that I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy uh, of the vocation wherewith you are called. So because you have been called, we have got to have a way of walk. We are supposed to walk in a certain way that has been said. So we see that uh, servants are those that are called ones and we have been called to be saved. So although this man in verses 11 that we have seen, he was asked, how did you come without this garment? He was called and saved. But nevertheless, we see that he lacked the marriage garment, the garment that those that are supposed to be on the marriage are to put on. This one lacked it. He didn't have the garment. You see? So, we see that this marriage garment is typified by the raiment of embroidery that we see in Psalms 45 verse 14. When you go back to the Old Testament, you discover that there are some uh, prophetic messages that the psalmist could write and they carried a lot of meaning in the New Testament and even in the end times like Psalms 45 verses uh, we shall start from verses um, verses um, 10 for us to see the picture mm -hmm. we see okay let us begin from verses 13 no problem the Bible says that the king's daughter is all glorious within inner glory glorious within her clothing is is of wrought gold you see then verse 14 says that she shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needle work the virgins are her, the virgins her companions that follow her shall be brought unto thee now look at the secrets in these two verses we see that in verse 14 uh, it, it is signifying that we have got to put on a fine linen like as it is indicated in uh, uh, in uh, Revelation chapter 19 verses 18 8. you see that Psalms is giving us a certain a kind of garments and also Revelation is mentioning in chapter 19 verse 8 it says that uh, and to how was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. 
for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Now, we have got to go deep to see what the Lord means with this one. In two verses, in two scriptures, we have seen that we are given what to put on. One is given to us and another one is we are, we are the one that put it on by ourselves as we are going to see. So this is the surpassing righteousness of the overcoming believer uh, that is also mentioned in Matthew 5.20. Remember, uh, we are seeing that here in, Matthew, in Revelation 18 on the marriage of the Lamb, uh, when you see that uh, when the bride was to come in, the Bible says, he, verse 7 says that let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife with, uh, has made her self ready and the readiness that the bride that, that we see on the bride is made by the bride herself he, she has made herself ready and the bible says that and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen and we see that uh, is given permission. Is told to put on a certain uh, uh, garment, which is fine linen, uh, clean and right and white. And the Bible says that for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Now there is what to call the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the righteousness of the saints. Okay. So now when you come back to Matthew chapter five, verse. Uh, verses 20. You are going to see that Jesus was speaking about something in verse 20. He says that, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus here is surprising us that we are expected to put on our kind of righteousness. Whereas the scripture very clear that Christ is our righteousness as we are going to see. So we see that the man not clothed with the marriage garment is saved because he has come to the marriage feast. Okay? But we also see that they have mentioned the surpassing righteousness of the overcoming believers as Matthew 5.20 mentions. So, this one had received salvation. He has received Christ as his righteousness that he might be justified before God. You see, Philippians 3.9 says that uh, when we come to Philippians 3.9, we see that Christ has become our righteousness. And the Bible says that that is Philippians 3.9. I'll also read for you First Corinthians chapter 1.30, uh, which we most of us know. But the Bible says in 3.9 of Colossians of Philippians that and be found in him not having my own mine own righteousness which is of the law but that that which is through the faith of uh, of Christ the righteousness which is of God by faith now we see that there is the righteousness which comes from God which Christ gives to whoever comes to him that is called his righteousness and that we shall call the first garment the garment of righteousness that is from Christ. And the Bible continues to say in First uh, Corinthians 1.30 concerning that, it says that uh, it says that but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom 
and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So we see that Christ has become a garment that we put on so that we become righteous. And this is the righteousness that comes from the Father. When you also read Romans chapter 3 verses 26, the Bible says also that to declare, I say that in this time his righteousness, that is uh, that he might be just and the just fire of him which believes in Jesus. So we see that we put on the righteousness of Christ, his righteousness. Now with these three scriptures, we see that there is the righteousness that he comes from Christ. Christ is our righteousness, is a garment that all born again put on in the first place. That is the first garment. And I've not come to talk about that. I've come to show you that there is a required garment from us as we have seen in the previous story. And we see that uh, these that have got, come to Christ, uh, they are putting on a garment. But we see this one, he was in living Christ, he, he, rather he was in Christ and he was putting on Christ as his righteousness, but he was not lived, living out Christ. In other words, he has not lived out Christ in his day-to-day -day life, you see, as his subjective righteousness. Now, when we talk about the subjective righteousness, we talk about that which you are going to, to participate in, whereby you are to participate to, to, on a daily basis. The objective righteousness is that one of Christ that he puts on us the moment we believe in him. But as we receive him as our garment, we are supposed to walk a life which is worthy, whereby we we walk uh, out our right. We, the Bible says that work out your salvation with fear and trembling, whereby we are to walk in a subjective way, practicing the righteousness that the scriptures are showing. You see, like what we call the surpassing righteousness of Matthew chapter 5 verse 20. Because we have been wondering how come that Jesus is telling us that we should have a righteousness, our righteousness which surpasses, yet he has come to become our righteousness. So we see that, uh, that, that when we put on the surpassing righteousness of Matthew 5.20, then we, we might participate. We are supposed to be qualifying to participate in the enjoyment of the kingdom of heaven. That's what Matthew 5.20 was telling us. Once we have this surpassing righteousness, which now we are calling the second garment, then we qualify. We qualify to we qualify to, to put on the, the garment. We rather we qualify to, to enter into the marriage of uh, the, the Jesus Christ as it is mentioned here. Amen. So we see that this man was called to salvation, just as they were called to a marriage to, to come to the marriage. He but he is not chosen for the enjoyment of the kingdom of the heavens, which is only for the overcoming believers, those that have got uh, an overcoming life, they lived in an overcoming way. Now, the second garment has been neglected by today's Christians. The moment they are born again, they are living out their salvation, they are enjoying their salvation in uh, some in a reckless way, and they don't mind about living a, a life which is worthy of God's calling, we see that the wedding garment that we see here signifies our qualification to participate in the marriage feast. Yes, we are born again, but the marriage, to go on the marriage day, 
we need to put on the qualifying garment. Now the New Testament mentions the feast uh, at least twice in the in the New Testament. The first feast we see it in Matthew 22. And the second one we have seen it in Revelation 19. Those are the two incidences we find the, the marriage feast. So, according to Revelation 19, those invited to the marriage feast are clothed in a white linen. Revelation shows us another garment, white linen. It says the white linen in Revelation 19 is the marriage garment that Matthew 22 requires. Matthew 22 requires a garment which is called white linen. Now this white linen, when you go back, as we are going to go back in the Old Testament, we are going to see that the white linen is made by needle, a handwork. In other words, it is man-made. You get? As we are going to see. So, this white linen signifies the surpassing righteousness that Matthew 5.20 says. So, you remember he told us that, for I said to you that unless your righteousness surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall by no means enter into the kingdom of the heavens. Now, this surpassing righteousness which qualifies us to participate in, uh, in the manifestation of the kingdom in the, in the, coming, the coming age. It, it is typified in also in Psalms 45. And I've read you and I'll read again for us to see that we are seeing that in Psalms 45, the queen that is coming to the king has two garments. That's what I want to reread so that you see that we have got to have two garments uh, as born again. The first one is given to us by the king himself and the second one we are supposed to work with our hands, needling it uh, with our hands so that we come with it. The Bible says in Psalms 45 verses, uh, verses 13 and 14, the Bible says, The king's daughter is all glorious within. Now there is, that means that there is a glorious without and rather there is a glory without and the glory within. So it says in King James that the king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. So we see that the first clothing is a garment of gold that is uh, divine nature. It is given to him by the king. Okay. The nature of this garment is gold. Now, when we come to verse 13, 14, we see that she shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needle work. Now, there is a working of needle that whereby you are sewing a cloth. So, the virgins, her, her companions that follow her shall be brought unto her. So, we see that there are two garments mentioned here. The first one is made of gold, which is divine nature. That means that that garment is given to us by God, uh, by Christ. And uh, the second one is is from the needle work. That is our righteousness that we are to work out as we are living the righteousness of Christ. I hope you understand now. Now you see that we, the believers, should have two garments. You see, we, we all have the first garment because we are born again, the garment that qualifies us to be saved. And this garment is, is the objective Christ whom we received as our righteousness before God. We mentioned First uh, Corinthians one thirty. So in Christ, uh, we see that He is our righteousness. But 
This Christ, uh, who is our righteousness, we have been justified and we have been saved in Christ. But after receiving Christ, we need to leave him out. The owner we need of the second garment, the fine linen, is our way of living out Christ on a daily basis. We need to leave him out in our thinking, in our minds, in our seeing, seeing in our everything, in our lives. So we need to live by Christ so that Christ may become our subjective righteousness. He is already righteousness in our spirit. He wants to be righteousness in our soul life and our bodies. You see? So this subjective righteousness, Christ lived out for us in our daily life. And uh, this is what we call the white linen, the second garment, the marriage garment that qualifies us to participate in the marriage feast. You are going to see that on the day of the rapture, most people are not going to participate in the wedding of the Lord Jesus Christ because they are not qualifying. They have not been living out a, a, a qualifying life as indicated in the scriptures. So there is no problem regarding our salvation. We are already born again. We are believers, you see. We, 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 are, uh, we are saved for we have been called and justified. But what will be our situation before the judgment seat of Christ? That's what we have got to ask ourselves. How are we going to appear before him on the judgment seat? We, the question is, will you be qualified to enter the marriage feast? No. If you believe, uh, if you believe the first part of the gospel and you get saved, then you must also believe the second part of the gospel, that is to live out Christ as your portion, as your inheritance, your everything, as your righteousness. And this is how we need to look for the Lord's mercy. We need to look for the Lord for his mercy. Because, yes, we are born again, but we need to pray a prayer and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I have received you, Lord, but I need more grace to live by you. You see, Lord, I have received you because you are my savior. I know that I am eternally saved, but I need your grace that I may live by you as my life. You see, such prayer, we need to speak by Christ. And even our anger must be according to Christ. Even our doing anything must be according to Christ. And when we are about to lose our temper, also we should consider whether or not we are losing our temper by Christ. In other words, everything we have to do, we are supposed to do by Christ. Whether giving, whether, whether doing any stuff, you know. If we do this, I tell you, we shall have a proper Christian living by Christ. You see? So the second garment has been neglected by today's Christians. I remember, in the old time back, Martin Luther helped us to to know the first garment of righteousness that is Christ as our righteousness that we receive by faith for us to be justified by God. He discovered that. Now, this truth has been known in, uh, in churches and uh, it has been there for almost 400 years ago, you see. But in, we are supposed to recover even today. We are supposed to recover uh, uh, the church to know about the second garment. We need both the garments, the objective and the subjective righteousness. And this is an important matter in the Gospel of Matthew, for it is the requirement of the kingdom. So, 
I, I want to stop here, but I want you to see this wonderful picture that we have just shared, and the Lord will give you the grace to contain and to receive it. May the Lord bless you, and we pray that you may continue to live by Him in all ways, in all means, in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Uh, I'm Pastor Dennis Madoff, all from Kampala, Uganda. Freedom Experience Ministry, Experiencing Christ. Please visit our website on www www.freedomexperienceministry.org We are also developing uh, another hub for you where you shall always log in to study the scriptures and I'm working on it. By His grace, I know I will finish it. The Lord is giving me the wisdom and the guidance to do so uh, um, so that uh, we avail all things before you. If you want to become a blessing to us, go ahead, visit our website, become a blessing, donate. The Lord shall bless you in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. Freedom Experience Ministry presents the Experience Christ Teachings with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Listen every day from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. and repeated still every day from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. East African Time. Tune in that you may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth and experience the fullness of Christ, who is your life, light, grace in every part of your being. Don't forget, every day from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. and from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. East African time. To listen to previous messages, please visit our website www.thefreedomexpressministry.org. Be blessed.